hear what Spirit is saying to the church from the Gospel of Luke. On the first day of the week, at the first sign of dawn, the women came to the tomb bringing the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled back from the tomb, but when they entered the tomb, they didn't find the body of Jesus. While they were still at a loss over what to think of this, two figures in dazzling garments stood beside them. Terrified, the women bowed to the ground. The two said to them, Why do you search for the living one among the dead? Jesus is not here. Christ has risen. Remember what Jesus said to you while still in Galilee, that the chosen one must be delivered into the hands of sinners and be crucified, and on the third day would rise again. With this reminder, the words of Jesus came back to them. When they had returned from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and the others. The women were Mary of Magdala, Joanna, and Mary the mother of James. The other women with, with them also told the apostles. But the story seemed like nonsense, and they refused to believe them. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. He stooped down, but he could see nothing but the wrappings. So he went away, full of amazement at what had occurred. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Stan. You may be seated. Let's, uh, let's pray together. Lord of the dawn, you reveal to women of courage and men of doubt. Take us from the empty places where death holds power to the rising of your love as a light to all the world. Lord, I pray that this morning you would use the words of a broken man like me for your love and your glory. Lord, I pray that the places in which we are in deep need of a seed of hope, a seed of love, that it may sprout in our hearts and soul and in our world. In the name of the resurrected one, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I don't know if you know what it's like to not be believed. I imagine that most of us have an experience of this, or others of us maybe have a lifetime of this. Not too long ago, I sat at a table with friends having a wonderful meal, and someone um, told in detail and beautiful description about Bigfoot. <laughs> we heard it all. And to be honest, I was convinced. <laughs> and you should be as well. I went on the hike. I went on a hike last year with my family, and we were walking through Chautauqua, and I was talking with my kids, and we were joking about fairies in the world and floating around. And, and then I, I swear, honest to God, we came upon this note that was from a fairy that said, you may see me as you walk through these woods, and I want you to be looking for me. Grab this stone as a reminder that I'm always around. I am convinced, and you should be as well. You know what it's like to not be believed at times in your life? Sometimes our stories are more than maybe fairy tales or beautiful mystical creatures, but they come a little bit from a more vulnerable place. Our stories 
of need, pain, wounds, mistakes, our stories of doubt and fears. You know what it's like to not be believed in some of these. There are all kinds of reasons in our world why people are not believed. You're too young, you're too female, you're too gay, you're the wrong color, you're the wrong age, you're the wrong social status, you're the wrong educational status, or you're just wrong. But today's gospel invites all of us, friends, to consider our relationship to change, to truth, to personhood, to believing good news if we are not opposed to maybe hearing it from certain groups of people that are often silenced. And wherever those voices are in our world, it is likely, the resurrection story tells us, it is likely there that we will find God. Resurrection today is an invitation towards a new form of power, a new form of love. The question is, will we listen? Will we believe? The passage goes like this. On the first day of the week, at the first sign of dawn, the women came to the tomb bringing spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled back from the tomb, and they entered the tomb, and they didn't find the body of Jesus. While they were still at a loss over what to think of this, two figures in dazzling garments stood before them. Terrified, the women bowed to the ground. The two, of them, the two said to them, Why do you search the living among the dead? Jesus is not here. He is risen. These women rose at early dawn. They peeked into the tomb, but what did they see? What did they really hear? It seems that they saw a renewed life pouring forth from a tomb of death. It seems that they were awakened with joy in a time that was set for mourning. They witnessed astonishing, ground-shaking faith in the midst of a time of doubt. They became eyewitnesses, my friends, to love conquering systems of hate and violence. They saw hope in a time filled with fear. A story, they found a story of life among the stories of death. And the question remains, will we believe their story? The angels proclaimed to them, and honestly, I think proclaimed to us as clearly today. Why do you look for the living among the dead? I don't know about you, but I often find myself looking for life or things that I think will bring me life, but sometimes they only offer death. The power grabs. We often find ourselves looking for life in dead spaces, happiness in spaces of consumerism, looking for freedom, but only finding our continual addictions, looking to maybe control this world and others in the story in our journey but only finding fear the more we try to hold and control. Or maybe we're looking and holding on to dead things when life is being offered right before our eyes. Holding on to our regrets, our worries, 
our shames. When God is inviting us every single day into the holy good work of finding life here and now. As Jesus prayed, your kingdom come, Abba, on earth as it is in heaven, here and now. See, resurrection cannot be simply something about some peace in an afterlife. It is about finding life here and now. The message is clear. The resurrection isn't just about this after death, though it is. It is a doorway to life now for all who are denied through life's exclusion, impression, and judgment. The challenge then is to embrace this life. As Mary Oliver in the poem wrote today, Every morning the world is created. May we be renewed every morning. Easter invites us to learn to become both those who are enlivened by God's resurrected life in the face of violence, suffering, injustice, death, or world, and to become those who bring, who bring resurrection to those around us through service, through welcoming, through generosity, compassion, solidarity, showing up, our vulnerability, giving dignity and love. May our Easter be a moment not just of celebration, my friends, but an awakening, an, a mobilization to find and to bring life and seeds of hope into every place in this world. We all felt it as Marissa prayed our prayer today. We feel the pain, the hurt, and the fear in different ways. But there is, there is, and there is a call to wake up with a new world every morning to bring life to it. And it's not something we do alone, but the women journeyed together. Easter is about God saying yes to the very narrative of Jesus and what Jesus was passionate about. The life that he Lives. You don't follow this wild rabbi long enough to realize this is the one that was eating with the outsiders, that was touching and healing the world's most forgotten, that was speaking truth to power, that was bending his knee for his friends and washing their feet, that was telling and listening to the stories of those who were often unbelieved and silenced. In resurrection, God said yes to that life and encourages us to live into it and find life there. When they had returned from the tomb, they told all these things to the 11 and the others. The women were Mary Magdalene, Joanna, the, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them also told the apostles. A whole crew of them showed up and told the apostles. But... The story seemed like nonsense, and they refused to believe them. These women are asking us to believe them. Believe in hope. Believe in an awakening of faith and life. Believe in a truth that love really does conquer all things. The resurrection life here now begins with a posture of listening to others, listening to the words of Jesus, listening to the wisdom of the angels, listening to the empty tomb, listening to the stories of these women 
that knew and loved Christ so deeply that they began to represent and mirror Christ into this world. It is time to listen and believe these women. It is time in our world to listen and believe in our women. To listen and to hear the voices, the story, the pain, the beauty of those who are often silenced. Men and women, young and old, can we listen? This is the work Jesus did when he walked on this green earth. He heard the stories of those who were often ignored. He offered power to those who were held powerless. He gave life to the dead. God's love is doing this work in you as a body, in our here and now, in the very midst of our fear and trepidation, in our new cycles and anxiety-ridden hearts. God is doing this new life and work in us now, in the face of injustice and systems of oppression that kill the innocent just like Christ. My friends, these women witnessed resurrection, life, break forth from death and suffering. They were perplexed with hope. They were terrified by awe and wonder. They told the world about what they had seen, not just with their words, but with the way in which they lived the rest of their lives and changed much of the world. The question remains, will we believe them? This chorus of women saying out loud, there is faith, There is love. There is hope. There is something beyond this external reality that stands throughout the ages. There is new life in this God. Will we believe them? Easter, y'all. What's this good story all about? I've done it. This is 10 years in a row now, so you got to kind of come up with something different each time. (laughs) But it always seems to get back to the same thing. This good news that we need. We're not faking it. We need it. For those who despair that death, the dealing of power has the upper hand, Easter says fear not. Easter means God ultimately is and will be victorious over the powers of death in our world. For those who despair that our guilt is too great for God to forgive, fear not. God forgives. Easter means God has cleared all accounts, liberated humanity from shame, reconciling us to God and each other as God's children. For those who despair in the midst of pain and anguish, take heart. You are not alone. Jesus suffers with you in companionship. And Easter means that he will rise, you will rise with him. For those who despair over, despair over the world full of hate, violence, and scapegoating, be encouraged. In Christ's passion, God has taken the place of the scapegoat in order to expose humanity's violent ways. The Easter means God will overcome violence in the end. Indeed, Easter means that God has taken one of the worst things in the world. The Roman cross, the lynching tree, and made it into one of the best. A tree of life. A sword into plowshares. 
Like the cross, the empty tomb is a great divine mystery. I don't totally get it. A rising sun dispelling shadows in multiple directions. And as we look into its emptiness, as we find life, all we can say is hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Will we believe them? Last night I was at the Rockies game in which they lost. In the middle of the sixth inning out of nowhere, um, my daughter turned to me and said, hey dad, I love you. At that moment, I have a question. Will I believe her voice? It's time to ask the question, to answer the question that God is whispering, shouting, and proclaiming to you this morning. I love you. From the grave, from the dust, from the dirt, I will rise and proclaim, you are my beloved. I love you. It's time to believe in these voices. It's time to believe that through Christ, we just may be the beloved of God. Hear this good news. Believe this story because it's worth listening to. It's worth changing our lives around. Let's pray. Our loving God, as we walk through this world with our fears, our sufferings, our pains, our tombs, our grief, we stare it directly in the face. We're not scared. And shaking and terrified, you scream from those places that love will conquer, life and resurrection will come. Forgiveness is here. And so I just pray, Lord, that we would not discredit the stories, the witness of these women. May we believe their voice now and forevermore. It's in your name we pray.